Hey there, friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide. And inside, you're going to find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol-free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Glow Big Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we are diving deep into a topic that literally affects so many of us, and that is self-sabotage. Why do we do it? We all do it, and it may not even be in the area of drinking all the time. It could be in the area of going back to a friend who is bad for you or a boyfriend who is bad for you or maybe your job. It's just a conundrum that we all have to deal with. Inside my Sober October group right now, I reached out to the ladies and said, hey, what is it you want me to talk about today on the podcast? I'm going to do a podcast just for you. What is it you want to talk about? And this is one of the things that came up. So we'll talk about it now. Why do some of us repeatedly go back to booze even if we have been sober for 14 days or 17 days or 30 or six months, or even just beat our set point, which we all have a set point. And in the beginning of my sobriety, mine was three days. That was my set point. That's as far as I could go. And then I would drink. Most of us have a set point with about everything, like the the ex-boyfriend that we keep going back to, or the job, or the drinking. And we keep going back within that certain time frame. Is it because of fear? Is it discomfort? Is it that we're chasing a level of happiness that we once had? So let's unpack this together. These are such great questions, a great subject. There is some comfort in the familiar. It's interesting how often we gravitate towards what's familiar, even when it's not in our best interest. Think about it. Alcohol is something many of us have turned to for years and years and years, whether it's to celebrate, to relax, to numb out, and it becomes a habit and a go-to solution when life gets tough or even when we're bored. I have had women make it so far and then they get bored and they drink. If that's you, listen up because I'll give you some solutions at the end here. Then we have fear of change. Fear plays a massive role in why we self-sabotage. The idea of change is terrifying. If you've heard me say that I was trembling the first 30 days of my sobriety, actually like the moment I decided that this was it, I started trembling on the inside. And that I'll tell you now is something I look for in my coaching clients. I'm like, if they're scared and they're shaking and they're visibly terrified, I know that this is going to be, this is going to be good. I know that she's got it in her. It's huge. It's life changing. It's world-changing. It's earth-shattering. We've relied on something for so long, like alcohol, in numbing out, in having fun, in just being there, being everywhere we ever are, alcohol is there. So it's not so much giving up the substance itself, it's really the fear of the unknown, facing emotions and situations without that crutch. That is what we're afraid of. 
And also a little bit of who we'll become, what will our friends say? I mean, there's a lot attached to fear, but I think the one of the biggest ones is the fear of change. And then there's discomfort and coping. So this is huge. I didn't know how to even celebrate my 30 days sober without drinking champagne. <laughs> I was like, I'm 30 days sober and I don't know how to celebrate. Or when my grandma died, I didn't know how to mourn. Or when my son was giving me a hard time, I didn't know how to cope. Uh, I, I thought that drinking was the way, but it turns out two years later that you can actually get through discomfort and you actually learn and develop coping skills and you end up so much better off. There's no shame with your new coping skills. You know, before, if we coped and we drank, Lord knows what we would do. It wasn't actually calming us down. It was making things worse. We were crying. It was just a disaster. So learning how to cope with being uncomfortable is a gift. I say that a lot, but it really is a gift because I don't think I ever knew how to cope in my entire life. Growing up with an alcoholic mother, uh, a dad that wasn't around, I didn't have coping skills. And so I found alcohol to be that for me. So when I stopped three decades later or more, was left with like starting from scratch. And so if I can do it, you can do it. There are ways to cope and you'll find them. You'll find them. But it starts to feel good. We live in a world that is all about instant gratification and avoiding pain, avoiding confrontation. But growth requires stepping out of our comfort zones. Sobriety can definitely feel uncomfortable, like real uncomfortable, because <laughs> we're learning new ways to cope with stress, boredom, and joy. So I tell people, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable for about 30, 45 days, and then it gets easier. Then you're settling in and everything's starting to wind down and calm, and your body settles in and everything starts to just kind of chill out. And, and settle in and settle down. So it will be uncomfortable, but you'll be just fine. Just know, just acknowledge it and take it like a wave. It's going to come on like a wave. It's going to crash into you, this craving or this uncomfortableness. And you just think about it coming over you like a wave and just breathing into it and just relaxing and just letting it come and go. A craving lasts 20 minutes max. Just let it come and go. Do breathing and just know that it's going to pass. You can do anything for 20 minutes. Now, let's talk about chasing happiness. The reason you might be self-sabotaging is because you are trying to find happiness that you may have once found in the bottom of a bottle. And I know if you think about it, the last time you drank, did were you happy? Was that joyous? No, it probably wasn't. But that's what you're seeking. You're seeking the joy that you seem to remember from like 20 years ago. That one time you were, you know, drinking was actually romantic and nice for you. It's just not that way anymore. You're romanticizing and you're living in the past and you're chasing down that high that you had before from drinking, but you're just likely not getting that now. And if you are, it's very short lived. I know that we are chasing lightness and this carefree sensation, and we associate happiness with that buzz. But the truth is, it's not real. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. And you know it. You may feel catch a buzz for 30 seconds or until your first drink is gone, and then you're miserable. The happiness 
and I know you've heard this before, comes from within and not from wine. It just doesn't. It's not ever going to come from that. So a lot of us chase that carefree. And I have to be honest, I miss being carefree. I miss being carefree and having a way to check out because I really don't. I mean, I am immersed in work, which I love. I'm immersed in my son and my chickens. But other than that, I don't really have a way to check out. And sometimes it feels heavy. So we as a community need to find ways that are keeping us busy and fulfilled and entertained. And whether that be you starting a podcast, starting a knitting class, going to church, that was big for me. I started going to church. I do feel a huge void filled from that. It could be going to yoga. You got to find a way to feel a carefree and a light sensation that comes naturally. And what I have found is most of the time that does involve moving your body because that's a quick way to get the feel good going on. But also it could be reading an amazing book or listening to a book or dancing or crafts or, you know, fall is coming up, start doing crafts. We are in my group, the Sober Vibes Lounge, We're starting crafts in November and December. October is going to be all about fitness, mental and physical. But November is going to be gratitude and forgiveness and crafting and giving back. It's all about finding new ways to give yourself those shots of serotonin so you can be happy on the inside and not need that fake shot of dopamine. Now, it is of my belief, self-compassion and healing are one of the biggest keys to breaking the cycle of self-sabotage and dependency, self-compassion and healing. You cannot do either of those well while you're drinking. I don't think you can heal while you're drinking. I was an open wound. I'm sorry, that's not a very pretty description, but I was walking around this open raw wound for my whole life because I was drowning myself in alcohol. I hated myself. There was no grace. There was no self-compassion. I think that it begins with self-compassion and healing, and then you're able to break the cycle. You have to acknowledge that we've been using alcohol as a coping mechanism for a long time and that you're ready to be done. And as soon as you are done, like within seven days, you feel differently about yourself. You feel stronger. You feel better. You feel fresh. You feel hopeful. But I can't promise that in like two days, three days, four days, but give yourself a moment to heal. Even if, and this is why I do, I preach hunkering down, hunker down for four days, five days, sober up, get sober. And then when you wake up and you had really good sleep and you've been sober for a few days, you can think straight. You will love yourself just a tiny bit more than you did the day before. And you might not want to poison your body that day. It comes from loving yourself. And I don't think you can love yourself when you are intentionally pouring poison down your throat every day. Okay, sorry, that was a rant. All right, I think it's important to build new habits. Building new habits is key to stopping the self-sabotage. And for my six months sober, I got chickens. And those are my new habit. They are my habit. I love them. I am constantly improving their little living area. And I'm, you know, obsessed. (laughs) Find something to be obsessed with. Find new habits. Start a walking group if you need to. The book club that is not all about alcohol or anything about alcohol. Find healthy alternatives. 
mindfulness, hobbies. So if you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. That has kept me busy. I don't have a free, I don't really have free moments. Maybe I set that up on purpose like that. I'm helping other women. I'm running challenges. I started a podcast. I'm walking. I got chickens. Like I'm filling up the time to fill the void, going to church. So build new habits. Don't sit around and wait for fun to come to you because the fun that you know is usually alcohol induced. Don't sit around and expect for all this fabulousness to happen. You kind of have to start reaching out now and start finding new things. If you're not in my Sober Vibes group, you should be there because there are so many amazing women and we have started a lounge where we meet every Thursday and it's a great way to have accountability, see that other women are doing the same thing as you because support, I think this is the last one we'll talk about as far as self-sabotaging. If you're out there by yourself, sober, in a whole new world, because it is a whole new world once you sober up, if you're out there by yourself, nobody around you is really sober, you are probably going to self-sabotage because you're going to be like, this sucks. They're having more fun. I'm bored. I'm lame. I need to drink again in order to have fun or to do anything interesting. So you have to keep yourself near the fire and surrounded by community and support. So there is that in my community that I have created in the last two years. You would not believe these women. They are amazing. So if you're a woman and you're listening to this, I would love to invite you to come on over. There's a lounge where we meet every Thursday, but there's a main Facebook group where you can just come in and be a fly on the wall. I've actually seen people come and post anonymously and say, I've been watching you ladies for like a year and I'm finally saying hello. And it was really cool. You can come in and not have to say anything, but it's nice to see and to look around and hear the stories and just know that you're not alone. Just like today when I asked the ladies, I was like, hey, what do you guys want me to say on the podcast? And they talked about self-sabotage. One of them was saying how normally by now she would have drank and she was feeling really heavy and the thoughts were heavy and she went on a walk and with her husband and she came back and everything was fine. And that's the kind of thing that everybody needs to hear is that it is heavy. It feels uncomfortable. You feel almost out of control and then boom, you go for a walk or boom, you take yourself out of that situation and do something else and it's over. And that's the kind of thing that I think everybody needs to hear so they know that they're not alone. As we wrap up today's episode, I know I didn't solve all of our self-sabotage problems, but I did at least bring them to light and show you that it's completely normal and show you the reasons we tend to self-sabotage. And it's complex. There's a million reasons. So your journey to sobriety, whatever day you're on, or even if you're just in the process of thinking about getting sober, it's a courageous one. Not everybody can do it. And this is a journey to a happier and healthier you. And I am so grateful that I get to even be sitting next to you on this journey, wherever you are. And I hope that you reach out and say, hey, and let me know that I'm here with you because it makes me so excited. Thank you very much for being here. Let me know if you have any questions. Make sure you stay connected. Go to vibewithstephanie.com and you can get all the links to all the things and you can see where you might want to fit in and stay connected to us. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. 
I am so thrilled to invite you to my free mindset masterclass where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass.